to hear Johnny's reviews, the Movies Review podcast, that will try to be nice to movies, but may indeed end up having to slice and dice them each and every month. There's a thing. And as it's September, I'm doing Not So Super September, which is my look at failed superhero movies. First up is Green Lantern, starring Ryan Reynolds even, in his third superhero movie, if you count Blade 3 and the little-known Paperman at the time, that is. Maybe later on to star as Deadpool, everybody's favourite fucking merc of a mouth. However, this was his biggest to date at the time, that is before Deadpool. The real deal, the star of the Justice League, mm, or even the start of the Justice League, mm, until it came out and this thing tanked as the reviews poured in. This was the worst thing DC's ever made, I'm not sure about that one to be honest. Mm. Now see, I remember the bad press at the time, starting way before this movie came out, stuff like it was a total CGI suit, how the script was sat around since 1997. It was going to be in 3D, then it was going to be in 3D, then it was post-conversion job. It had reshoots, and they couldn't get anyone to start this fucking thing. It also had multiple writers, multiple directors, etc, etc. So this thing had stinker written all over it, my lord. This was going up against not only Thor, but Captain America. So DC had to work out for them. This thing, however, is... As bad as everybody says, well, I'm here to find out if this thing is actually as bad as everybody says. I've only seen this thing once, I remember pretty much nothing of it, just a terrible CGI suit, that's all I remember. So, with its 200 plus million dollar budget, I think this is 219, 220 million dollar budget, originally it was supposed to be 180 or something like that, Jesus. Anyway, nine of which was done for reshoots, and I think another. 12 was done for a post-conversion job, for crying out loud. This thing pulled in a measly 219 million and tanked. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Mark Strong, Peter Skarsgård, Tim Robbins and Angela Bassett. Directed by Martin Campbell. The plot. A hotshot pilot becomes the new Green Lantern after he finds a dying alien body. He's taken to the Green Lantern corpse to be trained. However... While getting trained, he learns Earth under attack by intergalactic force. So he must save Earth from it using his newfound powers. Powered by willpower. However, a scientist has been doing experimentations on a dead alien body and has been taken over by something turning him into something monstrous. Can Green Lantern save Earth? Why does Sinestro have a yellow ring? Why is it need to? Why the hell is it want to yell ring more like crying out loud? Anyway, let's just find out here. So, first off, rough, I want to say I haven't read a comic book. I haven't read a comic book since 1980, bloody well, nine. So, hmm. all I know about the Green Lantern is from pop culture, video games, etc. I am not an expert. I am judging this by a movie on itself, not the fucking backstory, the back lore, yada yada yada. So, with that, it opens up on green steel logos of Warner Bros. and DC. No flashy Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman here. Just a boring box under DC Shield logo. Straight on to a voiceover explaining how billions of years ago, an alien race somehow harnessed willpower, which they're using to power their rings. My eyes instantly glaze over. Far too much techno babble bullshit. Far too much of a bloody well backstory. Show don't bloody well tell. Just far too much geek. I mean, 
this is supposed to be for a layman, this movie, and you're blabbering on about Oha and rings and blah 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 and bills of years and guardians and yakarishmakity blah blah blah. Something about 3,000 plus rings, the universe divided into sections, blah blah blah, like it says, techno bubble bullshit Greek crap. See, this is why I don't read comic books, far too much playable backstory. Also, dare I say it, this is why I like MCU better. It simplifies things. Even Thor, with its fucking Norse backstory and the Nine Realms, is easier to follow than this piece of shit at the start for crying out loud. By the way, this was up right against Thor, I think it was, or Captain America, one of the two. Anyway, moving on. After a minute of techno babble crap, how 3,600 rings are sent out to find ones with no fear due, um, due to it being, I don't know, willpower is more powerful than fear and blah 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 blah. Although technically fear is the most powerful thing out there. I mean, even fear is more greater than love. Actually, hate is more greater than love because love and hate are the same thing. So, mm, moving on very swiftly, <coughs> up pops the titles. By the way, in billions of years, not once until 2011, did this ring pick a human? The fuck? Fair enough, we're a quote-unquote young species, but come on, really? Uh, yet more backstory of the Green Lantern's main villain, Paramax, voiced by Clancy Brown. A being of pure fear, aka yellow energy. Also, how one Green Lantern, Alwyn Soar, voiced by Tamura Morrison, managed to trap this being on a quote-unquote lost planet, which, wouldn't you note, three Green Lanterns crash onto and somehow release the greatest threat. Upon learning of this, Alban Sewer tries but fails to stop Parallax as he's killed in the fight, sending his escape shuttle hurtling towards Earth. I've got to ask here, why does Alban Sewer look like a skinned human? Hmm. Anyway. It crash lands on Earth and he sends it ring saying, Choose well, as ring flies off. As on Earth, we meet Hal Jordan, played by Ronnie Reynolds, playing as he always does a cocky douche bro with one liners and a douchey attitude. I mean, for crying out loud. Perfect for Deadpool, but not this one. Anyway, we find out he's late for a test flight as he was busy boozing and bedding some bar skank. At the base, we meet Hammond. Senator Hammond, I never picked up his first name, so there we have it, played by Tim Robbins. He's crowing his invention of an AI jet fighter, can outfly any human, hence the test flight for Hal, because he's the best pilot in the world, allegedly. By the way, this is what I don't get. One minute they say he invented it, next minute they say it's a guy called Ferris. Hmm. Anyway, the other greatest pilot in the world is Carl Ferris played by Blake Lively, who is pissed that Hal is late. Also, she hates his cocky attitude. The good thing about this movie is she and Ryan later married, so there we have that one. Anyway, back to this. The two go out and Hal shows off, getting Carol, quote, killed in a test. He then notices the EI police can't planes or other can't climb higher than 50,000 feet, so he does so and manages to shoot both of them down while his own plane stalls. Say what now? Also, this is all very Top Gun. Anyway, he freezes up and cue a flashback to his dad's death when he was a kid. And why the fuck am I getting hotshots flashbacks now? Hmm. Anyway, Hal bills out last minute as the plane crashes and explodes. That's about a 
couple of million dollars right there. Anyway, back on the ground, Carol lays into Hal as he is a reckless douche bro. Also, this stunt cost her father's company a multi-billion dollar contract by the US government. Anyway, speaking of which, he is Carol Ferris, really. Carol Ferris and the daughter's Carol Ferris, for fuck's sake. Played by Jay Sanders. He fires Hal, who then quits, but Carol says she's having none of it and puts him on suspension slash grounded. Hal heads to his nephew's birthday party, where his brother Jack, played by Mike Doyle, chews him out over the news report of the plane crash and how he's got a fucking death wish and how he crashed a, a motorbike the month earlier, blah, 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 blah. The fuck's he flying if he's on a motorbike accident less than a month ago? Mm. Anyway, he goes upstairs to give his nephew, Jason, played by Dylan James, his present of a model of the plane he just crashed. The fuck? He also explains how he really does have fear, blah, blah, blah. Much later, uh, later on, I'm guessing. Anyway, returning to his car, a green orb picks him up and flies how to Alban Soren's body in Coastal City. Uh, here she's given the ring and the lantern as Alban dies. Hal then calls his tech friend Tom, played by Tikiti Wakiti, or Titi, raving, for help. Unfortunately, Black Ops helicopters chase them off. Wait, hold on a minute here. So, this alien escape pod has been sitting there most of the day, and the Black Ops helicopters are just sound out as Hal gets the ring. Handy that. Also, the tide doesn't carry the escape pod off or even drown Alban. Okay then, lazy writing. So back on the Green Lantern home planet, do we meet Sinestro, played by Mark Strong? Gee, I wonder if he's going to be evil. Hmm, name of Sinestro? Go figure. He reports to a bunch of Watchers, oh sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy, really DC, of Albin's death, also the death of the other three Lanterns the destruction of two planets, but these Watchers don't want to do a bloody well thing, and they don't give a fuck. I notice them, next to them, is a broken chair. I wonder, is that where Paradox sat? Hmm. Anyway, Sinestro demands he sent out his best lanterns to stop this threat, but they say no, he does it anyway. On to our instruction to Hector Hammond, played by Peter Skarsgård. He's taken to see Amanda Waller, played by Angela Bassett, to do the autopsy on Alban's body. Why Angela Bassett isn't in Suicide Squad is beyond me. Cut to how trying to power up the ring and using the 80s catfishes Gen X as loves, such as by the power of Grayskull and to infinity and beyond, etc, etc. As is happening, Hector is autopsying Alban's body. A part of Parallax takes over his body. How in the hell was Parallax getting into Alban's body? Who cares? Out of nowhere, and I do mean nowhere. Hal says, brightest day, darkest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Uh, I think that's right. I mean, uh, who gives a rat's ass, frankly. And I have just pissed off DC fanboys for not getting that right, but I don't give a shit. Where he pulled us out from is beyond me. I mean, it just pours out of his fucking arse, basically. Anyway, Carl interrupts his transformation, so the two go for... A drink at a bar. Here, how meets up some local yokels, and they have a bar fight. Out of the ring comes a green power fist and knocks these guys clean off their feet. With that, he's then surrounded by a green glow and taken to Green Lantern home planet. 
Meanwhile, in his home, Hector is taken over by the yellow beam that hit him earlier. Kieran. Hal wakes up almost naked on a metal table with some light scanning his entire body. He's then fitted with a skin-tight CGI suit, complete with a ridiculous, ridiculous even domino mask. Why is this a CGI outfit? Why couldn't this be an actual outfit? Who the fuck knows? In no time for that, however, it's training time, as Hal is treated like a second-class citizen, mocked by the fellow lanterns, because apparently no human is worthy of this thing, blah 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 blah, we are young, stupid species, and blah blah blah, you know, the standard crap. He is called weak and pathetic, as he is the first human Green Lantern. Sinestro gets him to use his powers, which Hal uses to make machine guns, planes, walls, etc. All human inventions. Yet he is told he can make anything from his nation, yet he uses fucking human inventions. Really, mate? What annoys me even more about this is where... So when Hal first learns to fly, he's like Peter fucking Pan. It is ridiculous. I'm expecting Wendy to go, fly, fly if you believe. I mean, for fuck's sake. Oh my god. And maybe it's Ryan's floating head on that stupid CGI suit. I don't know, but this just looks goddamn motherfucking ridiculous. And one thing here, why is green for willpower? Shouldn't that be for jealousy? Moving the f right on. A quick training montage from Kilowag or what, pronounce his fucking name, voiced by Michael Duncan Clark, who does nothing but beat down Hal, call him weak and pathetic, and how Hal will never be a full lantern. Now, this should have been a good 10-15 minute piece, not a one minute piece. Not that I want this fucking movie to do any longer, but this feels like this part needed to be padded more, a bit longer. I mean, cut some of the padding show with this and add more to his training. Now, I mean, that one, back on Earth, how goes after he quits the Lantern Corps because he quits everything apparently. Our hero folks. Hmm. Meanwhile, Hector, who is a college, high school, college, oh, fuck he is, professor, who the fuck knew, has psychic powers as he can hear the thoughts of his students. Then he uses a psychic blast to knock a student clean off his seat and into the air. Okay then, a blood test sitter, he finds out his cells are taken over by the same yellow power that took him over at the autopsy. Cut to Hector meeting his senator dad, Hammond, at his office where he's told the sole reason why he was picked to work on Alvin's body was because of his father and his connections. This pisses off Hector because he thought he was picked for his own merits. Yeah mate, you're a high school college professor Yet you get picked over people who are well overqualified, better than you, to do this job. But, uh, Jesus Christ. I love the fact how Amanda Waller drops this is the first real human that's ever been found. What about Superman? Hmm. Moving the fuck right on. In space, just outside the Milky Way. Handy that. Sinestro and a group of lanterns try to take on Parallax. Can't say right. But is quickly defeated with Sinestro barely getting away. So he goes to see the Guardians to ask to make them him a new ring to harness the power of fear. Which they do, not before telling him Parallax was a missing Guardian. And this is just a complete fucking joke of a CGI mess and this script is fucking ridiculous. No time for that one however, as back on Earth, Senator Hammond throws a party for reasons. As at the party, Carol tells Hal 
they still have the multi-billion dollar contract in spite of the stunt he pulled. Kidding? Because apparently he showed the mistakes in the design of the this AI planes and blah 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 blah. So now they have more tech and more blah blah blah. Anyway, moving on. Hector acts all jealous out of nowhere that Hal and Carol have the spotlight. Where in the fuck is this coming from? He's a fucking high school fucking professor teaching, I don't know, biology, what the hell he was teaching. Where the hell did this bit come from? Oh, I'm in love with Carol. Where the fuck did that come from? Anyway, Hector is now drunk. He spills to Carol how he worked on an alien body. His dad overhears this and quickly shuts him down. So embarrassed for the last time, Hector causes his dad's helicopter to crash using his psychic powers by hitting it with a fucking bar tap. What the fuck? Hal sees this and uses his Green Lantern powers to save the senator and did Carol from a truly terrible CGI helicopter crash. How? Why turning the helicopter into a Hot Wheel car and then flying off onto a Hot Wheel track? Just like he saw earlier in his nephew's room. Yes, this fucking writing is beyond lazy. Great superhero this guy is. With that, he then just fucks off. As Hector returns home, he then turns into the thinker as his brain grows at least three times larger. Parallax in space can hear him as he heads to Earth. Next morning, Tom visits Hal and quizzes him as to why a racetrack of all the things you could have made, why a lame-ass fucking Hot Wheels racetrack. Exactly. Of all the things you could make, you make a fucking toy racetrack. I mean, mm. But still, guess you've got to sell your toys somehow, and I am betting my last fucking penny there was a Hot Wheels fucking tie-in. Enemy. Tom demands to see how change into Green Lantern, pervert. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. He's out of power? Kidding. One quick top-up later, and boom, he's the Lantern again. And that suit just looks like shit in broad daylight. I mean, that shit. As later that night, Lantern visits Carol at her office, and she instantly knows it's how. How, I hear you ask? Why? Because that ridiculous domino mask wouldn't fill a fucking four-year-old. Here, this movie has the ball to try to copy Superman 78 as Hal spills all. For crying out loud, I'm especially mention just didn't ask, am I wearing pink panties? For crying out loud. I mean, this movie is beyond fucking lame. How dare it try to fucking copy Superman? Plus, that floating Ryan Reynolds head is beyond goddamn motherfucking ridiculous. Anyway, Hal tells her he quit, therefore he is not a hero. She rightfully says, how the fuck can you quit that so easily? I mean, you you quit things left, right and centre, but this one you can't quit. Our hero folks, a cocky flyby douchebag with a daddy issue and a death wish, who is also racked with fear, yet is a daredevil and somehow was the greatest human on earth to get this ring and indeed its power. Who quits that the least wee thing? Green Lantern, folks. Green Lantern. So, anyway, with the Can You Read My Mind part over with, Hal returns Carol to her office. Once Hal leaves, a jealous thinker watches on. He returns to his lab for reasons, and here Amanda Waller tells him he has an alien life force inside of him. He refuses to have it removed, so she knocks him out with some sort of drug. 
and is put under tests. However, he uses psychic powers to easily escape, killing his father, pinning war to a wall and taking out every school guard in the building. Hal then shows up and quickly fights off Thinker, using lame-ass fucking power such as, what was it, a flamethrower he used to melt glass? Saving him under water in a pool of water as she falls from the ceiling. Oh my god, give this thing to somebody who actually can use the fucking little cocky dude. Oh dear god. Anyway, defeated Thinker screams out in pain. This calls Parallax. Coming down to Earth, he sucks everything up. So it's down to Hal and his weak will to stop the ultimate fear monster. Yeah, we're fucked. No matter, Sinestro heads to Earth with his shiny new yellow fear-powered ring. Gee, I wonder if that will make him go bad. Hmm. This movie is so fucking lame. I do love the fact they thought this was going to kick off the Justice League of America. No. Anyway, back to the fight. Hal returns to the airbase to find Thinker, now in a wheelchair for reasons, and his head's about four times the size it was earlier. He has Carol trapped in a sleep cycle as she's floating in midair with a poison needle by her throat with him saying this is the part of the parallax and she's next and blah 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 blah. So, it's Thinker versus Lantern 2. Except... It's a battle of the mind slash feelings, as Hal tells Hector he knows what it's like to live in a shadow of your father, what it is like to feel fear, etc, etc. He then just hands over the fucking ring. Our hero folks, a complete chump. Anyway, Thinker tries on the ring and tries to use the power on Hal as it backfires, and I think it kills him, but eh, just as Parallax arrives. By the way, I think his makeup here looks like shit. It looks like Skarsgård can't even hold his head up or even look where the fuck he's going with this ridiculous bulbous head thing. I mean, it is ridiculous. Hal realises he can't win against Parallax, so makes him chase him into deep space towards the sun, which Parallax gets sucked into and kills it. Handily, Sinestro shows up to save Hal before he gets sucked into the sun himself. With Hal... Saved credits roll onto Sinestro, putting on the yellow ring and turning into the evil Sinestro as credits continue. So that was Green Lantern. The CGI is piss poor, the makeup effects are fucking ridiculous, and the script is beyond dumb. How is a completely unlikable character? The Lantern Corps is a fucking specious piece of crap. And this has a been there, a done that, bought the t-shirt, wore it until the colour faded, stuck it in a drawer, forgot about it, then years later heard about the remake and had some nerd rage on the internet about how this will be too woke for its own good and indeed dug out your Green Lantern shit, watched it, realised this is shit, shoved it back in a drawer and never thought about it again. Feel to it. <laughs> Anyway, this thing is piss fucking poor, folks. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 3 out of 10. Still, come back next week as I look at Green Hornet, a movie I have never actually sat through. God help me. Then come back for the rest of the month for the rest of the movies. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's A Pod. And check out my franchise podcast of Batman, Superman, Iron Man, Captain America, etc, etc. Also, my solo 
podcast of Blade, Supergirl, Barbed Wire, and many, many, many more. A bye.